Hi there, and welcome to One Body, One Life, proudly sponsored by Jamae's Fine Foods. I'm Vicky Nguyen, and I'm on a personal mission to live to 120, and I would absolutely love to take you on this journey with me. This fortnightly show is focused on longevity and understanding how we can all live longer and stronger through diet, exercise, lifestyle, nutrition, and so on. Each episode, we will uncover tips and tricks to living your healthiest and happiest life for as long as physically possible. I'll be chatting to the experts as well as people who have defied the odds and explore various treatments and modalities to help us all reach optimal wellness. So in today's episode, I get to chat to the one and only Mr. Pete Evans, a celebrity chef, an author, a documentary producer, father to two teen girls and husband to Nicola. Pete is not only known in Australia and globally as a celebrity chef from My Kitchen Rules and The Paleo Way, he's also very well recognised for the beautiful and often controversial voice that he gives to alternative ways of living, being and doing. As many of you know, Pete frequently hits the headlines and is labelled a conspiracist by most media outlets who incessantly try to dispute his comments as he continually pushes the envelope by challenging the status quo and questioning the narrative of mainstream thinking. One thing I absolutely love about Pete is his incredible tenacity and passion for sharing information to help people see more broadly, think more openly and question absolutely everything. Like many of you, I first became aware of Pete during the My Kitchen Rules days and it became very obvious that Pete's passion for the paleo way and his desire to empower people to take their health into their own hands was something that he was completely evangelistic about. Raising topics like self-care, self-education and self-governance and encouraging people to try something different and just see how it felt for them and their bodies was refreshing and exactly what the guidance that many people were looking for at that time. So with so many topics that are hot right now, obviously there are so many different directions I could take this interview in, but I wanted to um, understand more about you, Pete. So so let's. So firstly, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. That was a long intro. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? You've got a big personality. You've achieved so much in your lifetime already, and you're, you're deserving of that big intro. So thank you for your time. So I wanted to talk about your evolution. I know your podcast is also called Evolve, but I wanted to talk about your evolution. I know most people who criticize you, they don't even know a single thing about you. Instead, they simply read a headline and judge you based on that. Oh, I don't want to bore anyone too much, but uh, <laughs> I was born in Melbourne, raised on the Gold Coast, come from a separated family and an older brother and an older sister and grew up, finally found surfing, the, a love of nature, especially the love of the ocean. And from from that, my goal or intention is how can I surf the most and uh, how can I look after myself in, in that period, during this period we call life. And uh, it's been an amazing journey so far. And one thing has led to another, which has led to another, which has led to another, which has uh, brought us right yeah. here to where we are today. Amazing. Which is pretty cool. So, I mean, obviously, it feels like your vision and your mission in life is far greater than that of a celebrity chef. Has this always been in you like this? Have you always been that type of child that questioned everything, even as a young boy? Or is this just something that's happened in time as you've learned more and opened your eyes to more things? I, I think I was a little or a lot disillusioned by school. Like I really loved maths. Yes. You know, maths, maths and science were my sort of, the things that I loved. Okay. Because they made, sen- they made sense to me. And the ongoing journey in my life, I realized that especially at school, there was a lot of stuff that I learned that really wasn't practical to me. It just, it, it didn't create any passion in me. It was, oh, here we yes. go, we're learning this. <laughs> what has this got to do with anything, you know? Yeah. And, and you could even say that with maths, you know, even though I've interviewed some of the world's, uh, the world's leading mathematician, you know, and he's taken it further and I can see where he's going. Uh, that uh, 
mathematics is the ultimate truth in life and you can boil everything down to that. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think I was about 19 and I read a book by Anthony Robbins. Okay. And in that, in that book, it was called Unlimited Power. And during the reading of that and the absorbing of that information, that sparked, a, that sparked something in me which I was so excited about. It taught us how to think. Well, it, it, it brought awareness to the way that we think, the way that we behave, the way that we act, the belief patterns or systems that we run or the programs that we run individually and collectively as a, as a um, population. And, and also in our families. Taught me about nutrition at that particular point in time. It taught me about breath work. It taught me about setting goals. Okay. It taught me about meditation. I was like, how the wow. fuck did we not learn any of this <laughs> yes. at school? Exactly. Like, and why didn't I learn that from my parents? Yes. You know? And yeah, there's, there's many reasons for that. And I'm not blaming the education system or my parents or anything like that. But when I was reading, I, it was like, oh, fuck, these, these are some pretty important factors or aspects to our existence and what else is out there. And from, from that, you know, and I, I, I will state this, I wasn't a reader until about 19. Like if there was a project at school, I, I, I was shit at English. And if I had to do a book report, I'd, I'd, I'd pick one that I could watch a movie for. Uh, <laughs> you sound like my I was son. A visu- <laughs> I was a visual visual person. I love the, the art of television and that medium stream of film and television and, and so be it. Yes. This is long before social media and computers. And But when I read that, I was like, oh, this is, this is powerful. And I hated reading. You know, you couldn't pay me to read a book. But after I read that book, I probably read 100 in that year. You wow. know, I read two books at least a, a week, if not more, while I was working as a chef or as an apprentice. And that thirst for knowledge has stayed to, to now. Clearly. And I think, I think it was that, that was the key. And, and that opened the door to all the different aspects of what it meant to be a human being. How do you become a better parent? What is your role as a parent? How, how, do, you, how do you raise conscious, awake, uh, beautiful children that don't take on your bullshit? Yes. You know, I mean, how many parents ask themselves that question when they've got children? It's like, okay, I've got to make sure these kids are actually unique and, and not mini-me's. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a question. And, you know, take it a step further, you know, if, you were, if you're going to have children, how many of us actually think about our emotional, spiritual and physical health before we go through that process of recreating another human being? Right. You know, in, in what I understand is in ancient culture or indigenous cultures, that was probably the most important question. How do we prepare ourselves to bring in the next generation? And then when I look around at what's happening in our population, it's like, well, I wonder, how I, you know, and I'm not here to judge or, or cast out, but my question is, I wonder how many of us are doing this because I didn't when I brought our daughters into the world. Yes. And it wasn't until later on, I was like, oh, fuck, that would have been a good thing to actually get my body into peak physical uh, and as well as emotional synergy yes. a, as well as spiritual before and, and consciously try to create the healthiest, most beautiful children in the world. Absolutely. So there's these, these, these pivotal or what I would call foundational elements to, to what it means to be a human being. And I feel like we, I don't want to say not given the truth, but I feel like these important aspects to who we are, we're distracted by them through everything that what a Western popular modern culture 
has to distract us. And, and then it, the accountability all comes down to ourselves. We have to accept completely responsibility. We can't blame the mainstream media. We can't blame the politicians. We can't blame the system. We are in the system, but then we can choose to recreate or adapt either into that system and accept it, yes. or we create our own version of what it means to live. Because we get one shot. We can follow, we can obey, we can not question, or we create our own reality. Absolutely. Now, it seems that just asking those questions about health or um, how to live are not appropriate questions or palatable questions to be asking these days. And, I, and my, that raises another question. Yes. Why? What, 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 what is the fear around asking questions of how can we love more? How can we think deeper? How can we express ourselves, our authentic selves, with, without fear of judgment from our friends, our family, possibly the culture that we, we, we live in? Because many of us, I believe, fit into that and, mm. and into that narrative. And that's cool if that's, if that's your journey. But for somebody to step out of that, you should be able to have complete freedom to be able to live your life as you choose. So interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell, I think. Yeah. So tell, I mean, this podcast is about, it's one body, one life because it's been my personal mission to live to 120. Um, yes. I see, obviously, from all the research that you've done and your own podcast, Evolve, um, which is brilliant, by the way, that you feel, it feels like to me that you're on a similar mission, you know, to, to learn and absorb as much as possible by being as curious as possible and to help yourself live optimally. So, usually there's like a catalyst. Like for me, there's, there was a few things in my life that made me want to live to 120 and be the best version of me. But what was the catalyst for you? I think it's just been an ongoing journey, to be honest with you. And okay. uh, it's... There's, I don't know, it's, it is what it is. Again, pivotal moments are interesting because you, like even now, even just deciding to do this podcast today or to do a post this morning or yes. to fast this morning or to start off my day with this tea instead of something else, you know, they all impact us. And I'm of the firm belief that all of these small decisions that we make on a day-to-day basis, yes. that's the, that, they're the pivotal points. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's sometimes not so much the, the larger things that we do, like, yes. fuck it, it's 2020, <laughs> I'm going to change my health this year. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? Look at me, everybody. <laughs> I'm doing it. This is my New Year's resolution. Look at me. <laughs> doing it. Whereas, Whereas if we can be conscious about the small things that we do, then it doesn't really need to be anything pivotal. If yes. It's, you know, it just becomes a lifestyle. lifestyle. Some people need to go cold turkey, you know, and I applaud them for that. They're just yeah. like, you know, people in disease, people yes. in a shit relationship, people that have held back their authentic voice and self from themselves and from others. Some people need to do a real fucking big purge. Like, <laughs> I want, to, I want to get it all out now. Yeah. You know, I've got to get it out. Whereas other, <laughs> others, it might just be a, more of a gradual journey. It's like, yes. okay, you know what, usually I have two coffees a day. Yeah. Tomorrow, you know, I might, I might try one. Yes. You know, and I'm not going to beat myself up if I go for that second one. But my intention is to tweak that part of my life. And they might get through the week and two of the days they might have had one coffee and the rest of it they had their two coffees a day. The next week they might look at something else and go, you know what, maybe I'll just tweak this thing or maybe I'll get up half an hour earlier and sit in the sun and, and feel that warmth on my body and, and feel those nurturing rays or do a meditation. Yeah. You know? And they might do it once a week, even though they, 
they're like, well, maybe I'll try to do it five times a week, but they might just do it once a week and that might be enough for that person. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Which then creates a little bit more space, a little bit more opening to be able to do something else, you know. And what I do, nobody should copy. What you do, I've d- nobody should copy. Yes. What somebody else does, nobody should copy because one of the traps that we fall into, and I've been guilty of this myself, is once you think you've worked it out for yourself, you want everybody else to know. Hey, if you get up <laughs> at 6, 5 a.m. and you look at the sunrise for two minutes and then all of a sudden you're doing your meditation down on the beach and you're living this life and then you fast <laughs> till 12 o'clock and I don't eat this, I only eat 20 grams of carbohydrates a day, make sure you listen to your binaural beats of the nighttime. Yes. Make sure you don't watch that mainstream news because that's evil and it's going to mess with your, your, your energy field. And... Um, you know, let's remove all our toxic relationships because they're not woke. Yes. And um, I'm going to be here like this. <laughs> and oh, fuck, I'm a little bit, I'm a bit, I'm a little bit lonely now. What's going on? Well, that's okay. Loneliness is okay. It's for us to work through. And, and you know, I, oh, so everybody has a different journey. My perception, my belief, nobody should copy somebody else. Yes. Because it's a thing that I get asked all, all the time. What time do you have your first meal? <laughs> What do you drink? <laughs> do you drink alcohol? What's your thoughts on this? Well, you're, you're and, very influential, Pete. But that's that's the crazy thing. <laughs> Why would somebody think that I'm influential? Because you know, you're authentic. Because be, you've stepped into your power and you're not afraid to share. That's part of correct. The reason, but yes. but my goal is not to influence. You just naturally you do. Know, <laughs> no, well, I interviewed a very dear friend of mine recently, and I'm of the belief that we're all equal. No yes. one is above of course, or below anybody of course. else. There are people that are skilled, more highly skilled in certain things. I could not build a house, you know, but I could probably learn how to do it if I spent the amount of time to learn how to do it properly. Yes. Yeah. You know, I I am not a surgeon, however. I'm sure if I spent the time with the with the professionals to teach me how to do that, I could learn that. You know, uh, I am pretty good at cooking. You know, and I can teach anybody to do it equally as good. And you might even be able to do it better than me if you practice. Yes. And when I spoke to my dear friend on my podcast, she was telling me about a, a situation where she was with a, um, a spiritual guru or master, and she goes, "You know, it was one of the most profound things because I sat at his feet and um, I listened to his words, and I said." To her, I, I actually cut her off, I think. And I said, why did you sit at their feet? Yeah. They're like, oh, well, they're a spiritual master. I said, well, any spiritual master would not make anybody, Absolutely. would see everybody as, e- equal, as equal. And I said, that's possibly a question that we need to ask each and every one of us. Why do we follow an influencer? Yes. Even, even that word means to influence somebody. Yes. I do not see myself as an influencer. Well, I guess it's because and you're a celebrity. But what does that mean? I mean, if nobody wrote about me, then nobody would hear it. If I wasn't, if I, everyone unfollowed me on social media, I wouldn't yes. mind. Yes. It doesn't yeah. worry me. Absolutely. My, my social media is a place where I get to express myself, you know, and I'm not wanting to change anybody. I have ideas about the planet, you know, if we could all support regenerative agriculture, if we could maybe turn some of our sugar cane fields into hemp yes. fields. Maybe if we turn some of that into grazing land that was rotated so that we bring back topsoil. You know, I, I have these ideals or ideas that I would encourage people to, to look into because it will actually have a, a flow and effect not only for myself but for my children and your children and my their children. Yeah. So, so I have ways in which I express myself for the planet that I hope 
you know, may raise questions. Maybe that's influencing. Yes. But it's, it's, it's a fascinating time because when we grow up, we see our parents as authorities. We see our government as the authorities or we see the doctors as our experts. We see this and it's nearly like we're giving away a little piece of ourselves to somebody else to look after yes. us because we don't have the power in ourselves. And I understand when we're children, babies, you know, we need that. It's part of our evolutionary biology where we actually need protection. We need shelter. We need somebody to feed us. In my opinion, it has to be a time where we actually reown who we are and we take, it's not taking back power, but it's, it's empowering ourselves that we are 100% responsible for that little action of, what are we drinking? What are we sleeping? What are we watching? Who are, are we, we watching? Yeah. Who, are, who, are, who are we listening to? <laughs> you know? Like, I am not a perfect human being. I am, a, I am perfect in my imperfections. Yes. You know, and I'm not here to save anybody or do anything other than what I feel I, I want to do in this journey. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting space, especially right now. Absolutely. Which brings me to the next question, because we know you don't hold back as a truth seeker and we adore your passion for and your authenticity in wanting to share information. But at what point throughout your career did you gain that confidence to start sharing your opinions and views with the world? Um, funnily enough, I, I was of the belief for so many decades that uh, my, my voice didn't matter. And um, I think it started when I was a kid. I, I remember either grandparents or my father or someone used to say, you know, I don't know who it was, but little kids should be seen and not, not heard. heard. You know? Yes. What the, what the fuck is yes, that? Yes, yeah. You know? Think, think about that for programming for little children exactly. that just want to be seen and loved and connected Absolutely. by their, the people that they love. And then you've got the little kids should be seen and not heard, you know. Go, yes. you go to your bedroom. This is where the adults are or yes. whatever that may be, you know. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden you're programmed to a degree. And if you hear that over and over, and some people like to say that over and over, yes. you know, and you all have your own version of potentially what that was or heard of somebody, you might have gone to a friend's house and you see how their parents talk to them or the, the kids talk to their parents. You're like, ooh, yeah. ooh. You said that to your mum and dad? Or, yes. Oh, fuck, I feel so sad for you because your parents speak to you like that? Yes. And so all of these little things that we witness and are aware of impact us. So for me, I went through a long, long period of my life of not being heard, not thinking that I mattered. And I created the belief around that right. through incidents that happened in my life. Now, that's just my perception. It doesn't mean that, it, that it's true. It's just it was true for me. Yes. Somebody else might have been seeing it through a different lens of perception and, and they would have had a different uh, belief pattern or system that they would have developed from the same thing exactly. based, on how, based on their own life story. Yes. And I remember this, I, I watched Bill Burr, I think his documentary, or his stand-up comedy routine is called Paper Tiger. I think it's on Netflix. And he stood, stood up there and he said a, a joke, right? And someone in the crowd heckled him. And it's one of the most truthful things I've ever heard. He goes, I said something that everybody in the audience heard, but you, when you heard it, it went through your brain, your childhood brain and yes. all the experiences that you've ever had in your life and filtered it or translated it in from your perception yes. of what I said. Mm -hmm. 
And it was like every single person in that auditorium or that stage show would have heard that joke and based on their own belief systems, their identity, their perception of life would have interpreted it as they interpret it, you know? It's like me cooking a dish, you know? You might love it. Someone else might go, it needs more salt. Someone might go, it's 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 too salty. Yes, you know? completely. The joys, of being, the joys of being a chef, I tell you. <laughs> or the joys of being a comedian or the joys of, of presenting information out yes. there. Yes, yeah, exactly. So... Okay. In saying in saying all of that, um, I have done a lot of work over the years to help find my my blocks or yes. my uh, insecurities yes. that I've that I've held on to or my belief patterns and, okay. and explored them. Yep. You know, where where is why why don't I say something when somebody says something like that? You know, and I used to be a people pleaser. Yes. You know, that was what that was one of my things. Um, uh, Pete's a really nice boy, and they used to write about me in the when I started television. <laughs> they go, Pete's Pete's the boy next door. He's so nice. His <laughs> eyes are this and. He's so he's so nice, <laughs> and now look what they're writing. I, I'm, I'm exactly the same person. <laughs> exactly, you know, I'm I am exactly pretty much the same person. Yeah, I believe I'm I'm a nice fella, but people are like nice because he he doesn't question anything. Yes. He just goes along with the flow, and, <laughs> and that was my belief system. That because I didn't want to upset my my family, my my friends, my bosses. Of course, no, I'll do it. Yep. I'll be the teacher's pet, yeah. you know. And <laughs> to be honest with you, I haven't changed who I am. All I've done is looked at some of these Got things louder. that weren't authentic <laughs> to myself. Yeah. And now it's just like you know. And even now, I'm not. I'm not attacking mainstream media or medical professions or whatever it is. I'm not attacking them. And you can see that through everything that has been written about me. I've never cast the first stone mm. in my, that's my perception anyway. Yes, yeah. But when things are written about me that are untrue, I could oh, just, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll cop that, I'll cop that, I'll cop that. Yes. Or it's like, well, you know what, why do you say that? Because for instance, the president of the Ameri- uh, Australian Medical Association wanted my film, The Magic Pill, taken off Netflix because he said it was dangerous. Oh. It, it it was misleading. It was giving people false hope. Wow. And I just, I put back the question. I said, how can eating organic fruits and vegetables and well-sourced exactly. meat and seafood, if where is hope. the evidence that you have that says this is detrimental to human beings? You know, and, and just asking that question. Yes. Some people think that's defiant, but they're, they're screaming or they're yelling or they're stating for something that I've created could be harmful. If it's harmful, show me the evidence. Yes, you know, it, yeah. you've created the the statement or the argument. Prove it. Back it up. Yeah, exactly. Prove it. And, and, and that's all I do. It's like, and with mainstream media, for instance, and I've been a part of it. And I love it, and I love modern medicine. I do. I'm a huge fan of science. And, There's a place and for everything, new, isn't there? New technologies, but I'm also yeah. a big fan of indigenous culture and their wisdom, yes. and ancient culture and natural health. And I'm a big fan of alternative media too. And sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. Absolutely. Sometimes mainstream media get it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes alternative health get it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes modern medicine gets it wrong. Yeah. And we know that. And sometimes they get it right. So, but if you can't ask the question of why are they getting that wrong? Why are there people suffering from the experts? And why are people suffering from not the experts as well? You know, I'm happy to question all sides, all sides, you know, and right, because so. I feel, feel like 
let's get to the truth. And it's like vaccines, for instance, at the moment, there seems to be a, um, a, a, a large, a growing number of people that have been what they would term injured over the years yes. and their children and themselves from vaccines. And now a year ago, if I had have brought this up, you, you'd probably be sitting there going, oh, don't talk about this, Pete. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is really controversial, right? But now they're talking about vaccinating everybody on the planet exactly. for this virus that yeah. doesn't seem to be as dangerous as they once thought, as in uh, the total number of uh, fatalities, you know, and I'm not discounting what's happening in the world, but all of a sudden they're saying we need to vaccinate for this mm. across the board. Yeah, nothing can go back to normal. Doesn't make sense. But then I hear, then I meet parents and kids that have been supposedly injured by a vaccine. Yes. And I'm like, oh, well, what percentage is it? Yeah, exactly. Is it is it one percent? Is it ten percent? Is it twenty percent? Is it less than point zero 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 one? Let's let's find out what those answers are that are non-biased, mm. that are truly authentic, so that when, if and when a new vaccine comes out, such as something for COVID-19, let's ask what is the percentage of people that may be injured from this? Yes. And what will those injuries look like? Yeah. Will it pertain to death? Will it pertain to paralysis? Will it will it uh, lead to an autoimmune disease? Could it lead to cancer? Yeah. Or could it lead to a really robust, beautiful, strong immune system where, pow, yeah. you know, we're, we're supercharged? Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I feel like there's probably a, a, a growing number of people that are like, you're rushing through something that hasn't been tested before or had rigorous long-term tests done on it. And what I mean by long-term is, how do you know that if you don't get a reaction to something within the week or two of trials that they've tested, that you won't get a reaction in a year or track, five yes. years or 10 years or 20 years? Exactly. These are, these are simple, what I would call common sense questions, but yes. apparently people do not like you asking them. No, of course. Well, they don't have the answers. <laughs> They may or they may not. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You know, it's the same with new technologies that are coming out. Can, can you prove safety? I don't know. I, I hear from one side it's completely safe. You've got nothing to worry about. Then the other side's like, hey, this could be really problematic for yes. so many people. So, I don't know. Yeah. People say, what's your opinion? I go, I don't know. Yeah. How about we ask the question and, and ask ask for the evidence from all sides? Exactly. And then get some really smart people together that yep. love working this shit out. And then, and then they can present their information out there that's non-biased and completely um, uh, not cherry-picked, for instance. Let's see what happens. Absolutely. And then I'm of the, the belief that if things are rushed through or if we don't have those mechanisms in place for, for the truth to come out, well, we may have to go through some pain as a society or a population or individually, like we have seen in the past. And this is why I'm fascinated about the, the mainstream media's uh, persecution of anybody that asks these questions, yeah. because it's like, well, once upon a time, doctors used to say cigarettes were fine for, for everybody, exactly. even pregnant <clears throat> women. Pregnant yep. women. So where is the best thing we can ever do, I believe, is look back through history and go, okay, what have we got right? Yes. How did we, how did this work as a, as a community for the betterment of the community? Yeah. And let's have a look at the things that didn't really end up panning out that well for the community and information that 
once was thought robust, the science is in cigarettes are great, you know, everybody should be <laughs> smoking them, even, even doctors are smoking them, you know, and certain things like that that have happened over the years, it's like we turn a blind eye to them and go, oh, well, that, that will never happen again because we're so much smarter now. We're so much not connected to the dollar like we once were. You know, we're living That's in a free cool. society where we're, where we're cultivating love and our, and our main purpose is not the currency or, or the energy a currency of greed <laughs> and power and control. You know, I look out the window and everyone is in this wonderful state of unconditional love and helping each other <laughs> to make the world a better place. If only. And that's the question. We've come together for this virus mm. and to even question the virus itself and, the, and, and not wearing a mask or the social distancing or getting the flu shot to protect the vulnerable. So, well, I, I hear you, I respect you, but let me ask you this question. You're concerned about what's happening to potentially this community here. Mm. But if we look at the worldwide situation, yeah. like on a fucking pretty, let's get the magnifying glass yeah, out yeah, there or yeah. the binoculars, whatever you want to do and go, well, why, does, why is racism still an issue? Why is there still starvation? Yeah. Why is there still war and conflict in the world? Exactly. Why is there this? Why are we focused on this one thing? Yes. That really isn't going to affect you. It really isn't. The no. statistics are there. Like it will affect some people, but it's like this. Yeah. Whereas that is when we're looking at the, the, the other issues of inequality in the world are like that. Absolutely. We haven't come together as a, as, a, as a population, as humanity, to address these other problems, but we're focusing on this little yes, thing. Yes, yeah. We're, we're all doing our bit for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This doesn't add up. And, and, uh, and, uh, but I love it because it proves that we've come together. Yeah. So if we can come together over something that have, that's that, imagine what would happen if we all came together, the politicians, the world leaders, the experts, the, the public to solve the real problems said, of the world. No more inequality, no yes. more starvation, yes. no more of this. We've got enough food to feed the world. We've yeah. got the, the understanding of regenerative farming practices that we can start to play in. Yeah. We possibly can look at different ways of, I, I don't know, it's just... But we've all come together because of the fear and the media and the work that they've done in selling it to us. Yeah, fear is a driving force. And, and yes. I think when someone told me the other day, you know, that money, once upon a time, food was our our main focus, like every other creature in the world, every other species, we need to eat. We need yes. to eat. That's our, that's our number one priority. Yep. It is our number one priority. Whereas now food has been replaced by money exactly. as our number one priority. Yep, exactly. You, you know, we're striving to get more. We're, we're blinded by everything else because that's, that's our thing. You know, when, when I've spoken out before, it's interesting. People are like, the way that they've tried to stop me from speaking mm. is, uh, let's 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 protest against the place of employment that he works for. Oh, yeah. Let's protest against the products that he endorses. endorses. Yeah. Let, let's hurt him. Yes. Or them. Yeah. Where it hurts the most in their mind, which yes. is fin financial. Absolutely. That's so. That's mm. the mentality. And then the people that even comment out against me on my own social media, you're just in this to make money. And so people are coming from a belief system that it's money driven. From money, yes, money driven across the board. And if yeah. we, if that is sort of where we're at at the yeah, moment, exactly, a hell of a long way to go.
wow, yeah. you know, it's so, whoa, how could we even get to that next step? Well, we're focused on something that is nearly make-believe. Exactly, yeah. That we'll, that we'll never have enough. And I'll only be happy if I get that because yeah. then I'll have the money, you know, and, and I, there's hardships out there. I, I, I understand that, you know, and I'm not dismissing money as a thing, but it feels like it's the common energetic currency of our planet at the moment. And I could be wrong in that. It's just a little perception that I have, yeah, yeah. you know, but imagine if our currency or our currency was love and tenderness and, and solution-based and looking at everything on this wonderful planet that we have. Exactly. That's, that's and, and I'm not the expert on that, I'll tell you what that, but there are some wonderful people out there that can change the world yes. through, their, through the solutions that they've created yeah. that if only they were, they were rolled out could help so many. So we need to find solutions and perhaps the first solution that we can have is our own voice, our own health, mm. our own empowerment because from that, you've got energy, you've yes. got motivation, Flourish. you've got your passion for whatever it is that you've chosen to do with your life. Yeah. You know, some, some people are activists. Yes. Some people are, some people are artists. They'll yeah. change the world through their, through their medium of painting or music or, or um, whatever it may be, creating a film mm. that will create change. Some people will teach other people to dance or to love or to have, make love in a different way, like tantra or whatever yes. it may be, or yeah. teach people to meditate. Yeah. which could garden, whatever it may be. So that's, that's the magic. Mm. But to get to that, we need to, I think, feel good, empowered, yes. yep. responsible for our own actions. Yes. And from that, the magic happens and then we come together because we're feeling good. Yes. We're not in pain. <laughs> and What an know, ideal world. And, and I, I do believe, you know, I, I, I honestly believe that you know, the government, the people, the politicians, the medical experts – I have to believe that they're all in it for the betterment of the planet. Mm. I have to believe that. Yeah. You know, and and they may be just using the information that they've got currently. Yes. For where they're at. Yeah. And that's cool. Possibly. You know, that's cool. And, and and I would invite them all to even question their own beliefs in that. You know? Absolutely. Can I be doing? Can I do be doing more for the people that I have trusted me with? The, the power or the authority to make these decisions mm. for the public, for the, the land, for the, the other species that inhabit, for the future generations. And yes. you know, that's, that's, I think if each and every person can answer that truthfully without lying, you know, and then set the intention, okay, everything I do will be for the betterment of not only myself, but my fellow human beings and for the, the other species that inhabit us and the microbiome in the soil. And <laughs> And for the planet, you know, absolutely. I don't think it's. I don't think it, that's a ridiculous thing to to create. We've got a long way to go, though. But so, tell us about. I mean, grow through what you go through is one of my favourite sayings. And watching your journey um, has been really interesting. So, tell us how have you grown as a person, and, and particularly with your learnings in dealing with the mainstream media. <laughs> how have you grown, and what continues to drive you? And do you feel alone, or are you supported? Oh, they're they're good questions. Um, <laughs> Uh, how do I answer that? I, um, let me have a think about that for a second. Uh, it's interesting. I think they love me. Yes, <laughs> they do. You've given them so much content. 
<laughs> to work with. Where are we today? I think it's Thursday. Yes. And um, we're in June now, 2020. Yeah. And this year's been amazing. I just sat down with 60 Minutes with Liz Hayes. Yes. Uh, two, two weeks ago and we spent two days together. And yep. the, the concept of the story that they pitched to me is why are people uh, starting to question mainstream? Yep. And they said, we would like you to speak on that. I said, okay, well, Great. I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to, just like what I've spoken about here. Yes. Um, how they put that out to the world will be interesting, you know, and I, I understand how the game works. Yes. Um, and I could have chosen to play it or not to play it. Yes. You know, it was a, but I followed my intuition. I thought, you know what, they're going to put somebody out there. Might as well be you. <laughs> you know, I got no fear in that because I'm not pointing fingers to anybody. Yes. You know, I'm yeah. not, ah, this has to happen. I'm just sitting here having a chat. Like yeah. This. So that was interesting that they invited me onto that. And because I'm not with a, a network at the moment, I'm, I'm I guess okay. what you would call free, free in, in the space where when you are in the past, I've been uh, exclusive to a network. Yes. So I could never appear on any other network because it was part of my contract. Whereas right. now in the last two weeks, I've been approached by Channel 10, uh, Channel 9 uh, and other, other media outlets okay. to, to have a chat. It's like, and, and, and my question back to them is, surely there's better stories to be out there following than my story. <laughs> Like it's, there seems to be so much going on in the world, like mm. major things going on in the world that seems to have some inaccuracies or yes. maybe some, some things that need further investigation. Why aren't you following that up? And um, why the fascination here? Because I'm not really doing anything. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not creating a, a political party. I'm not creating, you know, I'm not doing anything other than sharing some recipes and sharing some ideas yes. of my own. Yes. And that I'm still, I'm still curious about. I'll, I'll put a post up and I'll get, what are your thoughts on this? Yes. Whether it be something about Trump or whether it be something about um, something else, you know, I'll yes. just go, what are your thoughts? And what I do is I have a little look and I go, okay, well, these people have got this idea. These people have got this idea. Where, where, what makes sense? Because then I can see all sides. Yes, and I tell yeah. you, I see all sides in this. <laughs> of course you do. Um, and so the mainstream media has been interesting because some of the things that I am looking for the answers for, I, I, they regurgitate them to a larger audience. Yes. And hopefully then those people reading it will, just like on my social media, will be yeah. like, they've got their opinion, they've got their opinion, they've got their opinion, they've got their opinion based on what they've their life journey is. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. More people now are aware and talking about this. Yes. So. What continues to drive you and, and are you supported? Do you feel that you've got enough people in your team? Well, yeah, and, and that's irrelevant anyway. Like I don't yeah. do it for self-gratification or self um, or creating a team. Again, that that's division. Yeah, yeah. Know, it's division between, that creates judgment, right, yes. wrong, good, yeah, bad, yes, enough. no. You know, and through my own experiences, we're all one, we're all connected. We just have different ways of looking at the world based off our, our experiences yes, so far. Yeah, yeah. So I see no separation in us. Um, so the support is even that, I mean, I get many, many uh, messages every day of support. Keep doing what you're doing. Great. Don't ever stop. And it's like, well, I appreciate your encouragement or enthusiasm, yes, yeah. but even that, you're telling me not to stop. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas somebody else is telling me to stop. It just comes back to that boy again. Yes. I'm not the people pleaser. I'm not here to, yeah. to, to, to be your voice. Were you surprised how vocal your audience is? Uh, it's interesting. I, I, I don't get to see too much. I mean, uh, 
I get messages. I mean, over the years, I've had lots and lots of messages from people that have improved their health, you know, yes. through the diet that we've had. And yep. uh, that's been remarkable to see that. And so many beautiful, positive stories of kids uh, and parents and grandparents and feeling amazing and getting to do the things that they love. And that's beautiful. I, I, who could find fault in that? Absolutely. You know, uh, and I think that is, a, that is amazing. So there's a lot of people out there that um, uh, love feeling good. And, sure. you know, I, I don't think I'm doing anything differently now than I ever have. I share recipes every day and share different um, understandings. I think just we're, we're in a really interesting period of time at the moment where Absolutely. something's just, for me anyway, they're just not making sense, um, you yep. know. Um, and I know everybody's doing the best that they can do with the information that they have, you know, yes. whether it's our health authorities and whatever, you know, and I congratulate them. That's a big task <laughs> that they all have. Yeah. And it can't be easy and I'm not here to make any, any make it harder for anybody. But um, uh, I, I definitely have uh, questions about, all of these things, like other people do. Yes. You know, when they're sim simple questions, it's like, why, why are there doctors that um, are talking about a healthy immune system? Yes. And and they're being silenced or censored yep. by telling people or teaching people that, you know, if you have some vitamin C or some turmeric or get yep. some vitamin D, uh, have some vitamin K or vitamin A and selenium, that these might and vitamin E, I think it is. Um, yeah. These might be really good for helping with, if, with for any virus. Yes, you know? exactly. And then, the, then so they, some of these people are talking about these these experts, these professional doctors, and they're being uh, their content is being removed and they're being deplatformed, mm. which seems really strange. Yes. That that to me is is worth a question. Why yes. is that? Like, yeah. is that da dangerous information that they're sharing? You know, and and then my question back is. Why are not our our health authorities in this country and others talking about this? Yes, you know, yeah. Where where is their information to talk about immune system? Because this virus and other ones attack the immune system apparently. Yes. So if so if it if it attacks a compromised immune system, wouldn't common sense tell people the authorities or the experts to tell people, hey, listen, we've got this thing that's going to attack your immune system or or compromise it. And if you already have a compromised immune system, this is what our scientific evidence says you might like to do, yes. you know, and it could, could be, you know, something simple, eat healthy, go to bed early, um, get some sun, maybe don't do too much rigorous exercise, uh, maybe get your hands in the soil if you've got an organic garden and that could be really healthy. You know, I don't know whether these are the answers or, to those questions, but all I've heard is wash your hands with sanitizer and wash it with soap and keep your distance, mm. and which which is great information. But it's like, well, is there anything else you can offer people? <laughs> and I and I and I asked a journalist this the other day. It was actually the sixty minutes journalist, and we're having a chat on the phone about why are people questioning the mainstream. Yes, and it was when I was deciding whether to do the interview or not. And I asked her that question. Mm. I said, how can, why? And she said, well, it's common sense, Pete. Everyone knows how to look after their immune oh, system. Please. <laughs> and, I, and I went, well, it might be common sense for you. Yes. You, know, you've, yeah. you look good. You, you, you seem to be full of vitality. Mm. You know, so whatever you're doing seems to be right. And, you know, I know how to look after my immune system, but yes. I'm always willing to learn more yes. from the experts. Yeah. Yeah. But I said, if it was common sense, then do you think we would have the rate of inflammation that we have in mm. the in the population at the moment. Yeah. We seem to have a population that is 
a lot of them are dependent on, or I don't know what percentage, but dependent on uh, pharmaceutical medication. Exactly. They're dependent on on um, uh, doctors. Mm. They're, they're dependent uh, and perhaps they've got a compromised immune system. So if it was common sense, wouldn't everybody be well. having the vitality? <laughs> and, I, and, and even if it is common sense, doesn't mean that people have to act out on it. Yeah. But let's just say, for instance, that it wasn't common sense. I still think it would be in the best interests for the public to know absolutely how to, or be how reminded, to yeah, or or be reminded or be encouraged to when you see the billboards out there from the government or the TV commercials out there, it's like well, just add a little thing, you know. Yes, our national health minister and and their team of experts have said, you know, if you can, you know, get some vitamin C, if that was the if that was their advice, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. And because I'm sure they've got that information. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have it. And maybe maybe it's just overlooked. Maybe it's just, oh, no, that's not important for for now because we've got bigger issues at at play, like the spread of the virus. Yes. So, you know, I I would like to think that everybody's doing the best that they can. So being, I mean, obviously being a personality on mainstream television is how you've built your career. So how have you continued or how do you continue to work in that space knowing how manipulated manipulated and sensationalised it all is? Uh, Well, I didn't build my career through mainstream media. I ran restaurants for 20 years, how I own restaurants. Right. That that was one of my careers. Okay, uh, which was cooking professionally as a chef. Yes, and um, career is writing recipes and sharing that. My career is creating documentaries or television shows of my own. Yes, uh, and and alongside with that, because we are allowed to do more than one thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People like to label someone as this or that. You know, whereas yeah. we're human beings and we're we're capable of everything. Absolutely, whatever whatever our hearts desire. Yeah, wherever paths that we like to do and we can multitask. Mm. <laughs> I can be a chef while I'm a home cook while I'm doing that. I can be a parent as well at the same time. <laughs> I can be a student by listening to a podcast. I can be a teacher yes. or a sharer of information yes. like our elders are, depending on what we what we choose to share. Yeah. So we can do many, 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 many things in this life. And to pigeonhole what you just said, yes, you know, yeah. my career is built off mainstream. It's like, well, well yes what we no, know really, it, isn't it? It's what our limited knowledge of you. Yeah, and that, and that therein is something that I'm wanting to share as well, you know, that we we are not our label. Yes. That other people put onto us. Yes. We are not our political affiliation, we're not our religious uh, beliefs. We are not I mean we are and we're not if that makes sense. Yeah. So we are I like to go by the the label of human being, yes, you know, and that's yeah. sort of if we all went by the label <laughs> of a human being. You know, with without the other labels between politics, religion, um, career, um, whatever it may be, yeah, then yeah. I think it could be a lot simpler for us. But then we we express ourselves through these choices or mm. these beliefs that we have. So we express ourselves as a Christian or a Buddhist or an atheist or a spiritual being. Yeah. And we respect each other for that. We have skilled people that are great at cooking, great at building, great at um, putting in rules for the safety of the community, whether it's police rules or whatever it may be. You know, we need those things mm. to a degree. Yeah. You know, and there, there are great people with great minds to do that. There's great people that discover new scientific discoveries and they bring them out into the public and all of a sudden we all benefit from that. Yes. And it's not that that person is better than the person that's growing our food. 
you know, or the politician is no better than the school teacher. Mm. We're all equal. Yes. And the hierarchical system is an interesting one. The bloodline system is an interesting one. The All of these things you, we can start to then question and, and bring down to what is it? What, why do we have so much division? Why do we have mm. so much judgment on certain things, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. You know, I'm catch myself going, oh, that wasn't a really good thought that you just had then, Pete, where's that come from? You know, <laughs> yeah, I, might read a, I might read a comment and go, yeah, that's a good one. Or I might read a go, hmm. oh, that, that, that was a, you know, it's a constant journey for me to yeah. hopefully stay at a place of neutrality yes, and not yeah. be tri- triggered or pass judgment on all of these things. And, you know, I, I find it all fascinating to be mm. honest with you. It's like, oh, this is this is interesting that yeah. people are writing people are writing about me and, and changing my words. Like, wow. Yes. That's 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 pretty out there. And like, hmm, fascinating, you know? I have no control over that. Are you at all exhausted or is it affecting you and your work and your, I guess, your work potential in any way? Mm, no. No, um, okay. Uh, Good. I have I have 24 hours a day like everybody else and I I only do what I feel like I can take on. Nice. And express. Yep. So yesterday I had a wonderful surf. Uh, I had a great time with the kids for the last week and uh, so much joy and fun and today is uh, I've, this is my third podcast that I've done. Amazing. Uh, I was a guest on one other one and I interviewed somebody for my podcast. Yes, yeah. And tonight I've got a um uh, a healing happening for me, you know, through through a different channel, uh, which would be like a meditation type scenario for me, which I feel like Beautiful. it's perfect timing today after a day of speaking. Yes. <laughs> My next thing is to is to shut up. Yeah. And, and <laughs> balance it all relax. out. Relax. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's it's fascinating. I mean, even yesterday I went for a surf in in Sydney, and when I hopped out of the surf, I'm I had my board and I'm walking up the stairs and. You know, something caught my, that caught my vision. I was like, that's a little strange. What is that? And there was a guy there dressed in black with his long lens photo, the paparazzi oh. taking my photo. And I was, it took me a minute to work out. I'm like, what, do you, what is that? Yeah. You know, I'm squinting as I'm walking and I'm wet. I was like, ah, it's a paparazzi. Here we go. Wow. And and even in the past, I've, I've sort of been like, oh, you know, it's a bit of an invasion of privacy. Yes, yeah. And, and, it, and usually I, it's a trigger for me if I've got my kids and my of wife. Of course, there, you know? yeah. When I'm course. by myself, I'm like, fuck. Go I, for it, yeah. yeah. Knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm not protective in that space. Yes, you know? So, yes. You know, but, you know, when you've got little kids and, you know, you're at the beach and you've gone for a surf and you might be taking off their, their wetsuit. Yeah, you know? of course. You don't, you don't want people invading that space. Absolutely. You know, or with your partner and you're having a cuddle or whatever it may be, a kiss, you don't really want to know that there's someone over there taking your photo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yesterday I was like, okay, this is interesting. I'm just by myself. There's this media attention on me at the moment. There's the paparazzi. So I just smiled and I walked up to them and I, I sat down and I shook their hands. I said, hey, how are you, fellas? And I ended up having a 45-minute chat with with the two of them. Amazing. And I learned all about one of them. I learned about his story. He's from Jamaica and uh, he told me about his grandmother taught him about how to use the nature from where he came from to as medicine. Medical. You know, and we went in, and his mother is a <coughs> is a midwife, and his brother is a is a doctor, I believe. And we had this most amazing forty five mm. minute chat. 
me wet in my wits. Yeah, yeah. And I, and what I could have perceived as a a threat or a judgment and ooh, you know, yes, icky picky, you know, what are they here for? Yes, play the victim. Yeah, I was like. Oh, this is an opportunity. Yes, and all it all it was was a shift of perception. Yeah, by me instead of catching my old thought pattern or yes, belief pattern yes, about yes. The paparazzi. Yeah, I was like, you know what, this mm, is work with it. Let's try. Let's yeah. try something different. You know, what would happen if I went over there and shook their hand and yes. smiled at them and yeah. said, "What? What? Are you, what's your name?" You know, and all of a sudden, yeah. we're like, I felt like we've connected. Beautiful. If I see him again next time, and I'm with my kids, <laughs> I might be like. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Come on, please. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the next next adventure with them will be. But Has it reached a point at all in recent times where it's affected you in a negative way? Oh, yeah. When I was, yeah, when, when I first started, I think it was early days in the TV show I used to host, uh, and my children were quite young, it, it, there were some there were some people in that space, like the paparazzis, which which yeah. invaded what I would call uh, common decency. Yeah. And what I would call, you know, co- again, common sense of yeah. where the boundaries are for, for personal space when you're with okay. children. Yes. You know, and knowing what I know about uh, that there is some, uh, there is some people out there that take advantage of yeah. the vulnerable, you know, and I had no idea really until friends had told me about what had happened to them in the past when they were kids, you know. Yeah, I didn't yeah, grow yeah. up in that. I had no, yeah. no, I, I, it doesn't even compute now yes. how how that could happen, how yeah. anybody could do that to a child. Yeah. So I never had that. But it was strange when I used to have these paparazzis up there. This isn't right. right. This, this, yeah. you know, where are these photos going to go to? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who are you taking the photo, and what have you seen? You know, even that thought mm. disgusts me. Yes, the options that I have or had at that time was, don't take my kids to the beach. Yeah, right. How how can I live a life like that? Mm. Where that to me is. A wonderful experience to share yeah, as a yeah. father and kids, you know. Yeah. But I don't want to jeopardize, create fear around it by knowing that there's people out there with cameras. Mm. And it was funny, like for the last three or four years, and no paparazzi mm. after. <laughs> none, none of it. It's like you're not you're not in the cool group anymore of people that want to take your photo. It became married at first sight or this other show or this other show. And I'm sitting back going, oh, this is nice, you know. I, I'm not on the list. Yeah. And, but for some reason, the last two weeks, I'm, I'm back on the list for some reason. It feels, like, feels like you're the only one on the list. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Interesting. So let's talk about your work. So obviously, you've got so many amazing books you've released. You've got Hill 101, which is your latest, uh, 101 Ways. You've also got the Magic Pill documentary, and you've got a new one that's coming out titled Plant Medicines. Tell us a little bit about that and when can we expect to see that? Uh, they'll come out when they're ready. Okay. And I'm not sure exactly how they're going to come out. I'm, I always go with what flows. Yep. So I don't know. The last one went to Netflix for a couple of years, yes. which was the magic tool. Yes. Uh, I might start a new platform where I keep all the content that I've created into one place yeah. and maybe do live videos and podcasts and events on one platform. Great because, idea. Because... Um, that might, uh, and it could be, it'd probably be subscription based. Yes. And, uh, which will then create an income stream. So then I can keep creating content. Yes. Because it does cost money. Of course. You know. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. 
So that's probably it. I, I don't know when, but I would say in the next couple of months, there'll be a new platform that I can share information from and yep. people have a choice then whether they want to come to it or not. Awesome. You know, um, it's great. I might have I might have upset too many people lately by by whatever. Who knows? Yeah. You know, people might watch 60 Minutes this Sunday night and go, ah. Yeah. Are you nervous Who about it, well, the way they edit it? I, I have no expectation. Yeah, fair enough. Once well, you, the best way to once go you into remove it. your expectation, you know, yep. I, I have a, I have an inkling of how it will probably go. Yes. And I, and I knew that stepping into it as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. But I also had the thought of, um, you know, this actually has got nothing to do about to, with me. Yeah. You know, what, what, what may happen from, from presenting myself in that position, you know, yeah. I don't know. It was like, hmm. This is interesting. Yes. I've been invited. Yeah. And now it's my choice. Yes. And it's it, we'll go back to, you know, choosing what am I going to do today? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, that's okay. a that's a that's a interesting choice. Yes or no? If I say no, what are the reasons behind that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. I got have I have I got fear? Yeah. What is it? What is that fear? Mm. And if I say if I say yes, what is the reason for that? Mm. Is it is it ego? Is it wanting to be right? Yeah. Is it is it um you know, standing up for uh, a community. Yeah. Uh, these are all questions that you uh, go through, go through yeah, you know. Yeah. It's not just one thing. It's like, hmm. Yeah. You know, this this seems like a pivotal sort of <laughs> mm. point in my life. Yeah. And I, and I evaluated the pros and the cons and then I was like, oh, fuck, I actually don't know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> there's so many There's so many things I was like, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a yeah. good reason why to do it. And yeah. then there's other ones going, ah, maybe you know that's not the, the the right path at the right time. And so I had to sit on it for a, for a few days. And, Fair enough. And then I got a, a message from the the reporter, who's Liz Hayes, and yeah, and she explained that she, I think it was she said she has family members that are like questioning things now. Okay. She goes, you know, I'm 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 actually curious about to hear your yeah. point of view. And I was yeah. like, okay. Well, you know, you know, that seems like a, a nice place to come from. Yeah. And I know that um, the the ads that have already gone out show me in the light that they would like to show me for yes. the ads. And yes. you have to understand the, a TV commercial is nearly like the, the bait to bring people of in. Of course. So they'll use the, 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 the if you if you're, uh, go out fishing, you know. Yeah. The smellier the bait, you know, the more that you'll attract. <laughs> exactly. And, it's like with the TV commercial, we'll throw out we'll throw out the smelly, juicy bit, you know, to get people like, ooh, ooh. this is going to be juicy. Yeah. And then you've seen it before, and I think there was a classic example a few weeks ago with Carl Sanderlands. Yes, yes. And then it ended up being nothing, and, and you know, perhaps that's going to be what people will see, or they're like, yeah. oh, yep, that's a bit. That could have, you know, I, th- I was expecting Pete to be controversial. Yes, yeah. And all that, all they got was this, because <laughs> this is all that I that Dave. I did with them as well. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm sure you could probably take a grab of what we've spoken about today and edit it in a way to make it smelly and juicy. <laughs> I'm sure we could. I'm sure. But tell us, I mean, you're clearly committed, very committed to your ongoing self education and and sharing that information. So where to? Where you, I mean, you mentioned about you having a different platform, but what's next for Pete Evans? Uh, you know, I, I ask that question a lot to myself, you yep. know, there's days where I'm like, you know what, I just want to grow food yes. and li- live on the land and travel this country and meet 
our Indigenous brothers yeah. and sisters and learn from them and, and learn maybe how to build something, you know, learn something new, you yes. know, which is completely removed from the public, public sphere. Yeah. And then there's other days where I'm like, well, you know, I've still got a little bit more I want to do in this space. Okay. And so I I take it day by day. Yes. And I can tell you, like, some days I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like I want to post anything. I just, you know, want to, today I I'm know. just going to hang out with the kids. Yeah. You know, and, but then other times I'm like, you know what? Nah, I might post five <laughs> things today or 10 <laughs> things. And, I, you know, it, I, I don't have a structure to it. Okay. And You're in a flow I'm, state. You know, I, I do think there's some important topics that we can we can question or share or yep. find some answers to at the moment, and you know, hopefully we come together as as a community. You know, with our with the leaders, with the experts, with the public, and um, yep. create a beautiful new world together. Awesome. We have we have to do it together. There's yes. not one person that's going to do it. That's for sure. <laughs> and, and I'm not that person. I've had friends. I've good friends. I'm like, you ever thought about going into politics? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, why are you asking me that for you? I'm like, because that ain't my journey. But, you know, you, people, people, you've got a great presence and I could feel that you'd be wonderful yes. in that thing because you, you can be the bridge between, you know, people respect you. Yes. You know, I, it's, well, that's well, not my journey, that's for sure. Well, we just started working with Raymond Broomhall, who's um, in Tasmania and he looks after, he's a lawyer and he does a lot with the 5G towers, but he's just started his own political group called 5G, no, or Stop 5G Inc. So, yeah, I can see how easily that can happen, you know, when you're so passionate yeah. about a topic. But, um, yeah, tell us about, I mean, do you feel pigeonholed at all as Paleo Pete or do you feel that you're so far removed now from, from that well, title? Well, when I, wake, when I wake up in the morning and I go about my day and when I go to bed, I, I've, yeah. I have never seen myself with that label, <laughs> that's for sure. So, I can't control how anybody else Yes. Uh, sees me or, or and just, portrays just, me. Just a question on paleo because I know a lot of, because um, yeah. I taught yoga for so many years and I know a lot of spiritualists are into, you know, veganism or vegetarianism to help reach spiritual enlightenment, if you like. Do you feel at all that there's any internal conflict with you and reaching a greater level of consciousness because you do consume animal products? 1,000% not. <laughs> no. No. We, we're all enlightened beings. Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't we all are. Yeah. We're, we, we are now, each and every one of us. It's, it's, we've just maybe distracted. Yes. Okay. From, so from I guess that, it's coming more from that ahimsa, that non-harm, that non-violence perspective. That's a deep-rooted belief for some or it's a, a newly adopted one for others. Yes. And it may, be, it may be an opportunity for growth there. And if you choose not to consume animals, and I applaud you. And if yes. you choose to uh, consume animals from land or sea, uh, I would encourage you to do the farmers or the fisher people that are doing it in the most respectful way. Yeah. And if you choose to eat junk food each and every day, then so be it. You know, I'm not going to judge anybody's yes. way that they eat. I, I, I don't care, yeah. to be honest with you. I have a preference yes. of how I would like it to happen so we don't have as many monocrops and we don't use as much uh, glyphosate on our, on our, on our food. Yeah. And I would encourage whether you're vegan, vegetarian, paleo, keto, so. carnivore <laughs> or standard Australian diet that yeah. you support regenerative farming practices. Yes. Yeah. That would be my, my, my intention or my my. I, ideal is if yeah. we could support these people doing it that but to have a belief that you cannot become enlightened on a spiritual path because yeah. you consume meat yes you have just basically said to every indigenous culture on the face of the planet that you have been doing it wrong and I would I would happily 
ask a vegan or a vegetarian that holds that belief about spirituality and enlightenment to sit across from any Indigenous elder and ask them, why do you, like in this country, why do you hunt goanna? Why do you eat kangaroo? Why do you uh, hunt for stingray in September or whatever it may yes, be? Yes, yes. What can you teach me? What can you teach me from your culture, from your history, yeah. from your tens of thousands of years living on this land, yes. why you still continue to eat the flesh and fat and blood of another um, animal? Yeah. Are you so disconnected from your spirit? Are you so disconnected from your land? Are you yes. so disconnected from from what it means to be spiritually enlightened that you have not evolved to that pit, mm. to that state yet? Yeah, I would love for that question to to, to sit, yeah. and maybe I'll, yeah. I'll I'll set that question up. Yeah, and it's not to be right or wrong. No, of course. But but it's a good answer. It's a great answer because I've I've got a husband who's now he's vegan and he's been vegan for the last couple of years and he always kind of throws that at me because I still eat meat like once a month or however I feel whatever my body needs at the time. Um yeah, so it's a great answer. So thank you. <laughs> and and I would go back to your husband with you just labeled him as vegan. Yes. He he is a human being that is choosing not to eat meat Correct. at the moment. So Correct. Careful not to identify yourself with an ideology. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, I, to be honest, I what I don't eat is because my body can't tolerate. So I don't pigeonhole myself into any paleo or blood type or, you know, any, any specific lifestyle or dietary practice, if you like. I just go with what works for my body. And I've met, <laughs> I've met people that are sovereign beings or enlightened uh, spiritual people and they they say they don't eat meat and they have yeah. met other ones that do eat meat. So each to their own. Who knows? Each to their own. Yeah, exactly. So tell us about your self-care practices. Obviously, I mean, you you look after yourself very well, quite clearly. Give us a daily snapshot into your rhythms or rituals that you partake in for your health and well-being. So um, <laughs> daily practices is, yeah. you know, um, very simple, really good nutrition. Yes, Preferably, yep. really good sleep yep. if we can. Yep. Uh, connection to nature if we can. Play mm-hmm. if we can. I just jumped on the trampoline before we had a chat. Awesome. Um, being aware of our thoughts yep. and our feelings yes. and expressing them and our beliefs and seeing where there's opportunity for growth. Mm, awesome. So, you know, and it, it might be challenging, but maybe that's the path yep. for you at the time or maybe it's not. You know? Okay. What are your top three? I know you've done lots of research, so we want to know your top three tips to living longer, stronger, happier, healthier life. <laughs> Whatever resonates for you. <laughs> Do you want me to pick them for you? <laughs> no, because again... Diet, movement, good relationships. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. Okay. That's a good uh, one. It's as, it's as pretty simple as that. And you'll know when you're doing things that make you happy because yeah. it'll be fun. It'll be effortless. It'll be yes. congruent with your, with your journey. If you're not doing the things that make you happy, then you might suffer a little disease yes. somewhere, you yeah. know, whether it's, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's spiritual, whether it's just uh, a little ache and pain or something, you know, and then become the detective to see what that may be yes. for you yeah. or not. Yeah. I don't know. Amazing. Thank you, Pete, so much for your time. It's been amazing having this conversation with you. And I know you're in hot demand right now, so I'm very, very grateful for your energy and your wisdom. And keep doing what you're doing. I know you hear that all the time, or don't keep doing what you're doing. Just do what makes you happy, as you said. But we love your work and we're right behind you. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for everybody for listening too. No worries. Bye. 
Thanks so much for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow me on our YouTube channel, One Body, One Life, to see more inspirational videos to help you reach optimal wellness and longevity. But until next time, don't forget, you've got to nourish to flourish.